2: and find their salads and salad kits at your local Harris Teeter. I mean, you
3: know, you, you tell me I'm going nuts, right? You tell me.
4: Hey,
5: Polly. You know i don't mean no disrespect to you, but i uh, I just go by Nikki now <laughs> Well, you you've been Nikki to know since we were kids, yeah, we don't give people nicknames based on their uh, physical appearances anymore that's called shaming and did uh don't feel too great sometimes so the the the, <laughs> s- the setup for that was uh the mob boss had went away to prison for 20 years, and when he comes back, everybody's woke in the mob. They're all young, woke mobsters, and they don't like the way he talks in a variety of ways, and it's very, very funny. We call that shaming. <laughs> Sometimes they don't feel very good. That's, that's, that's a lot of funny stuff. I got to watch it. Then he said, what are you, a bunch of queers? And they went, oh! <laughs> <laughs> oh, my. Yeah. So some
6: contrasting coverage across the, uh, the media landscape for the current COVID situation. There are uh, cases and positivity rates up in a number of states. Uh, they're flat in a handful. They're only down in a couple. Uh, hospitalizations have edged up slightly, which is cause for concern. Um, not freaking out and passing draconian, heavy-handed, illogical, monochromatic, fixed-on-COVID-idiot policies. We've been discussing, but a matter of concern. On the other hand, on CNN, they called it um, absolutely terrifying. The fact that hospitalizations had edged up. It was funny because I flipped from uh, nakedly progressive radio because I torture myself for my sins by listening to this stuff for a living. Uh, NPR had, to their credit, said... Uh, yeah, the the slight uptick in hospitalizations is concerning, and it's something the authorities are keeping their eye on. And I flip immediately to CNN; they're doing the same story and call it terrifying.
5: <laughs> well, the 14-day rolling average is down five percent. It's been a, a down of what? 14-day rolling average of deaths okay. is down five percent, and um, it's been down for 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 weeks, if not months, now. And obviously, to be down. From down last week, you're starting to get pretty low. I mean, if you're sure. constantly down mm-hmm. um, with 419 yesterday, you know, it'd be nice to have zero, but it um, doesn't sound that extraordinary to me.
6: No, it's not. It's a damn shame, but there is no escaping the fact that this, uh, this microbe is among us. It is spreading. It is hurting some and killing others. But we cannot starve ourselves to death financially, uh, emotionally, do that to our children crush businesses and and as we've said many times economic disaster is health disaster we cannot kill people who are not get getting cancer screenings we cannot kill people who are not getting heart, attra- heart attack treatments stroke treatments we cannot lay waste to our civilization to prevent a small lish number of covid deaths
5: the world health organization is out today saying uh countries need to stop using shutdowns as the, the main tool for dealing with this but the guardian in england has a great article on uh, the shutdown is literally killing people families of isolated nursing home residents demand compromise yes on how more people are dying of just being sad than are dying of the covid currently in these old folks homes just not seeing anybody. Right. How awful is that? The
6: generalized term is failure to thrive. The Ulsters stop eating. They stop caring. They stop uh, visiting other people. Oh. They die of grief, of sadness. That is what we are doing so that Governor Newsom or whomever isn't blamed for a large number of COVID deaths. It is one of the most outrageous miscarriages of public policy I've ever seen in my life. It's frustrating. Well, you got the World Health Organization guy. I thought we had that clip. It doesn't matter. Jack has summarized what he said, more or less. Uh, you have the uh, Great Barrington uh, Declaration of the other day. Um, you know, I'm going to repeat just a few sentences of it because I think it's so important. As infectious disease epidemiologists and public health scientists, we have grave concerns about the damaging physical and mental health impacts of the prevailing COVID-19 policies and recommend an approach we call focused protection. Coming from both the left and right and around the world, we have devoted our careers to protecting people. Current lockdown policies are producing devastating effects on short- and long-term public health. Wait a minute, wait a minute. I thought it was choosing between the economy and health. No, all of these scientists are saying current lockdown policies are producing devastating effects on short- and long-term public health. The results, to name a a few, include... Lower childhood vaccination rates, worsening cardiovascular disease outcomes, fewer cancer screenings, and deteriorating mental health, leading to a greater excess mortality in years to come, with the working class and younger members, children of society, carrying the heaviest burden. Simple declarative sentence here, folks. Keeping students out of school is a grave injustice.
5: So that would be... A good argument, even if they were spreading COVID. But they're not. This over the weekend, elementary and high schools do not appear to be COVID-19 super spreaders. spreaders New data suggests a finding that threatens to turn some pandemic theories on their head. Statistics involving, and they've had good test case here, involving 200,000 school kids from 47 states. In the last two weeks of September, yielded an overall coronavirus infection rate of just 0.13% among students and 0.24% among staffers.
6: And how many of those people got seriously sick? How many died?
5: It was thought that the minute we got people together in schools, there'd be these huge outbreaks, and that just hasn't come to pass, said the researcher who did the study. All the evidence is, I I don't know what it is. It's it's driving me crazy. You're the ones that said follow the data, follow the science. Now they've got data and science. Right. God no. dang it! Open follow, up the freaking school. Follow the generous
6: unions is what you mean, Gavin. You liar. So uh, coming up a little bit, uh, a little bit more on the People's Charter, which is this uh, brave new world uh, vision that AOC and company have.
5: Can we talk about Michael's wedding? Uh, oh yeah, let's talk about Michael's wedding next. Let's do. We were at like Michael's the wedding yesterday.
6: Yeah. Uh, here's a, Maybe this would be a good wedding present For Michael and his uh, beautiful bride Who is really a delightful woman
5: I got them a crock pot, but this would be good too
6: uh, Get them CarShield CarShield is America's number one Auto protection company Helped over a million drivers If your newish car is about to go out of warranty Or already has CarShield
5: is for you Car Shield's huge already. It's helped over a million drivers. America's number one auto protection company. It's easy to sign up for. It's easy to get out of. I think that's the future of everything like this. And, uh, that's what Car Shield is so good. You have the freedom to choose your favorite mechanic. So, um, check engine light comes on. You go to your favorite mechanic and you're covered with Car Shield. You need to act today. And if you know us, you save money.
6: That's right, and whether you're in uh, Miami Beach or the San Juan Islands or all points in between, you're traveling. Car Shield protection, you, you can still take it to the mechanic of your choice. No more giant repair bills. That's the point. We kind of buried the lead. No more scary repair bills with Carshield. Go to Carshield.com use the code Armstrong to save 10%. Carshield.com. Armstrong is the code to save 10% or call. 1-800-CAR-6000. Use the code Armstrong for car shield.
5: I don't like get-togethers. I don't like ceremonies. I don't like people, really. Mm. <laughs> but um Charming, fella. I do like weddings. <laughs> I, I like marriage. Yes. I like the idea of marriage. I think it's very good for society. It's good for people. There are all kinds of stats to back that up. And our uh, co-worker for the last 20-some years and friend Michelangelo, the board operator, got married, and we were all there. Um, nice outdoor weather with uh, just couldn't have been better weather. Really lucked out on that. Mm-hmm. Could have been 40 degrees and raining. Oh, yeah.
6: It Could was have been gorgeous. 115. And it was a tad warm, but breezy. Just fabulous.
4: Perfect day.
5: Um, and we all sat fairly far apart outside. So masks and uh, yeah.
4: yeah, overall, it was not a gigantic number of people, relatively yeah. small and yeah. just kind of a oh, nice little little yeah. event. It was safe. So, nice. yeah. hey, Marshall was there, everybody. Was Marshall Phillips.
6: He was bemasked as he's, uh, you know, trying to stay healthy.
5: And, Our old news guy Marshall was there, and I didn't talk to him much before because I thought I'd talk to him at uh, dinner and he took off.
6: Yeah. Yeah, he's, he actually has a medical thing coming up. He, he told me, and his doctor told him, listen, for goodness sakes, don't get in crowds and don't get the vid. Mm. Um, so he's being extra cautious, but it was good to see him. He's, uh, he, he's doing well, uh, all things considered, and is still Marshall, and I let him know that we and, and y'all uh, miss him.
5: But to the groom... Uh, Michelangelo yes. it, it looked incredibly uncomfortable. The poor guy. He oh, yes. uh, n- no, but nobody, <laughs> nobody dislikes being the center of attention. Maybe it, oh. more than anybody I've ever known in my life yes. than Michelangelo. Yes, if he walks into a room with three people, he kind of slinks over to the side. Yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing happening here. I'm just uh, here. Yep. And, and for to him, you know, the bride's always the center of attention. But sure. you're number two, clearly. Absolutely, sitting there in a tux for the first time in his life. He said he'd never had a tux on. Yeah. So they did this sand thing that I had never seen before, but Sean, who goes to more weddings, I don't think I'd been to a wedding since my
4: own wedding a dozen years ago. See, at some point in my lifetime, I was trying to nail down the exact date, but uh, pre, I don't know, maybe 25, 26, I was at a small number of weddings, didn't see a sand ceremony Every wedding I've been to since then, it has been a, a mainstay. It has been a, a feature at all of them. I
5: kind of liked it. So they had red sand and white sand. Is mm-hmm. yeah. it always the same
4: colors? No, no, the colors. The, okay, I, I don't that doesn't know if, matter. I don't know if they get a choice in that. If that's part of the package or, or, or whatever. But uh, but no, different sand colors at different events. But the the melding of the two sands, each one representing your previous life, and now you have a life together as you so pour the, the sand. And groom,
5: I get it. The, I get it. the bride and groom each got their own color, they poured in together, and then it intermingles, and now your lives are intermingled, and there's no way, just like with the sand, right? that you could possibly untwist that at this point.
6: Right, exactly. If you tried, it would be very expensive, which is a metaphor for divorce, of course. <laughs> um, <laughs> is it? Is yeah.
5: that the, the point they're trying to make? I think
6: that's the point they're trying to make. It's difficult <laughs> and expensive now Hilarious. to get this sand separated. Uh, Judy reminded me that uh, back in the day when we were married, which was the uh, first Uh, Fillmore administration. Um, It was unity candles. Similar thing. You get your Mm, candle, you got her candle, you light a unity candle. It would have been uh, an episode of or an exercise in frustration to try to do that uh, yesterday as it was quite breezy. So they went with the sand instead. Mm -hmm. I think they ought to have the the couple get down on their knees and attempt to build a sand castle together and work out the design and who's going to do what and who knocked down whose tower and I told you it was already tall enough and
4: Eh, it'd be good,
6: <laughs> and have the have no, the officiant there to sand, do a little canceling. Mud.
4: You need damp sand, to damp, get... not wet,
6: damp. There's a difference.
4: And you know, I don't
6: know. Maybe then have the uh, people there vote on whether the what marriage if, will survive.
5: What if you did things just more literally than uh, than metaphorically? You just have a lawyer there, and they've written this up, and now all your stuff is combined and uh, legally it belongs to both of you, and if you want to untwine this, this is what would occur.
6: Well, uh, I, I, I hope never Wouldn't to be, be as married. Romantic. I hope to be never married again, as I am happy with my current uh, situation, but if I am, you will not be invited. You are not welcome. That would not be very romantic. You and your attorney will be stopped at the door.
4: Um, with, <laughs> with, with force. We are now at the part of the ceremony where we have made it more difficult for you guys to be apart than together, legally speaking, of course. Yes. I'm Sign LaGoya. here and here.
6: Initial here, and here, and sign here. We're
5: going to need a thumbprint.
6: Yeah, exactly.
5: Um, yeah. Did anybody stick around long enough for the cake?
6: I Oh, yeah. Judy and I stayed uh, till, the, till the end. Oh, really? Yeah.
5: How, how
7: was the cake?
6: Oh, it was outstanding. Yeah, dang it. I'm low-carbonate, and I ate that like a hungry dog. It was so good. <laughs> oh, man.
4: More carbs, please.
6: Oh, it was so good. Yeah. So what did we miss? I, I left... Oh there was the uh, the 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 first dance and the cutting of the cake uh-huh. and the and and by the way they fed each other the cake respectfully and like adults and not like jackasses shoving it in each other's faces uh there was the first dance then uh Michael's parents who have been married uh, even longer than Judy and I had a beautiful dance and Few words were spoken. It was very nice. Yeah, it sounds nice. Very nice, yeah. Why'd I leave early? And then they told us to uh, bring home a centerpiece if we wanted. So we snatched a, a centerpiece. Nice.
5: Oh, I took all the silverware. You weren't supposed to do that. <laughs> I took a plate, some silverware. Well, who am I to judge? I got a centerpiece and some some olive oil. Yeah. So yeah, we we're really digging nice, the though. DJ. We are having a lot of fun with the DJ.
4: Oh, really? He liked yeah. his music. Yeah, you guys were sitting at the little boys' table. <laughs> we were. We, we, we were the Isle of misfit toys. Yes. <laughs> Just cackling like hyenas over things that probably weren't that funny in retrospect. <laughs> yes, yes. Judy and I sitting with a respected lawman and another lovely cup. I'm liking this pace, though.
5: If I can keep this pace going the rest of my life, one wedding every dozen years, I can do that. So. I can do that. Yeah. I went through a period in my like late 20s, early 30s where it seems like I was going to a wedding every other weekend.
4: I'm gratefully, I believe, on the the downhill side of that. Oh, yeah, you surely are. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And uh, second uh, marriages tend to be a a
6: little more brief, a little more, uh, uh, let's get her done and have a good time. (laughs) I Ever tell you about the uh, Serbian Orthodox wedding I stood up Hmm. in? It was a good hour, 45. I mean, the ceremony. Oh. The ceremony.
5: I've been to Catholic weddings where you did the full mass and everything. Very similar, yeah. Three-hour ordeal.
6: Yeah, great, Scott. Oh, boy. Jesus is checking his watch. He's thinking, uh, wow, what the?
5: <laughs>
4: wrap it up.
5: Yeah, yeah. Jeez, I, I got a thing. I got a thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um. Uh, what did I want to play? Oh, if you didn't hear, there's a couple things I want you to hear. Show you how far into silly season we are with politics. I mean, just where people will say anything. Got that for you. And some other stuff will jam in with the um, Amy Coney Barrett confirmation hearings going on right now.
0: and Getty show. Jack White was
5: extraordinary on Saturday Night Live as a musical guest. Really, really enjoyed that. Um, so, uh, Jake Tapper standing up for what's good and right on CNN yesterday with a Biden campaign person. Biden, on CNN? On CNN. Joe Biden over the weekend said what they're trying to do with Amy Coney Barrett is unconstitutional. No, know what he was talking about. He will get no pushback in any town hall setting, setting but it did come up uh, with Jake Tapper.
6: But he said it's not constitutional what they're doing. How is it not constitutional
8: what they're doing? His point is that the people have an opportunity to weigh in on this constitutional process through their vote. And we are now in the midst of the election. Millions of people have already cast their votes. And you see that the vast majority of people say that they want the person who wins the election on November 3rd to nominate the justice. That's a poll. That's not the Constitution. So by, by trying to... By trying to that's that is their, con- their there's the constitutional process of advising consent. The American people get to have their say by voting for president, by <laughs> voting for senators. We are now 23 days from the election. Right, but it's not Again, unconstitutional. Millions of millions of votes, millions of votes. They're being voters are being denied their constitutional right to have a say in this process. They when elected the, Republicans the senate. Are trying to ram through? Are trying to ram through? a a nominee who, by the way, is going to change the makeup of the court. And we see time and time again, poll after poll shows that most Americans vehemently disagree with this. They believe that the vote should happen on November 3rd. That's not what the word constitutional means. (laughs) Constitutional doesn't mean I like it or I don't like it. It means it's according to the U.S. Constitution. There's nothing unconstitutional
6: about what the U.S. Senate is doing.
5: That's he can barely the, stop himself from laughing. That's the best pushback on that I've certainly yes.
1: seen. BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into 150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.
7: Go to lifelock.com slash news and save up to 25% your first year. That's 25% off at lifelock.com slash news. Identity theft protection starts here.
8: The Armstrong and Getty Show.
5: So I want to tell you what you're about to hear just so you um have a little context. Uh, Joe Biden and everybody around him continues to refuse to answer the question, do you plan to increase the number of justices on the Supreme Court? I'm not going to use the P word anymore. There's no Don't, reason to use the P word. No, it's it's almost jargon. Do you plan to increase the number of justices on the Supreme Court? It's been the same since roughly the Civil War. Do you plan to make it up a bigger number? For
6: the purposes of installing a bunch of your own guys.
5: I think own if guys. you put it that way, the, the vast majority of, of Americans would be against it. But yeah. Biden won't answer the question even said over the weekend you don't have a right to know that that's something. right
6: yeah yeah don't voters have uh, a reporter asked uh, don't voters have the right to hear that no no they don't he said
5: <laughs> chris chris wallace was uh, talking to senator toomey yesterday and chris wallace said this is one of the most i've been he said i've been doing this a long time 40 years this is one of the most amazing things i've ever seen refusing to answer a question like this of this significance but Rahm Emanuel, who was Barack Obama's chief of staff, was on ABC this week yesterday. And he's usually a pretty straight shooter. So the fact that he says at the end of this what he says, and our friend Lonnie Chen trying to jump in. Um, and if you can't understand, I'll, I'll straighten it out for you. I listened to it like 15 times to make sure I understood exactly what he said. But he here he is dodging the question also.
1: And Rahm, I got to ask you, I mean, what is with the non-answer on packing the Supreme Court? I I, I mean, mean, why why doesn't he answer this question? And and how is it okay to go out and say I'm going to tell you the day after the election?
3: Here, first of all, I I mean, I know the vice president is former chairman of the Judiciary Committee. I think he's very clear. What he's trying to do is actually restore the legitimacy of the court. Unpack the court. Remember, you have five members here, uh, a majority of the Supreme yeah. Court that was uh, nominated by presidents that never won a majority in the vote. And in my view, what the Democrats should be talking about is one, we're going to expand uh, the lower courts on the federal mm-hmm. level, two, restrict what the Supreme Court does. When you look at what they did on Lily Ledbetter voting rights, they actually started legislating from the bench. And third, I actually think Democrats need to take a step back and look at the first bill President Obama signed, which is Lily Ledbetter, and it was a legislative reaction. To the Supreme Court decision, you have now a case a situation. John, it's, it's
1: whether it was. Go ahead, Lonnie.
3: Lonnie, Lonnie, Lonnie jump oh, no, in wait. here because because no, I want to finish this. Yeah, but I you haven't answered my question. Actually, be be <laughs> to start le- taking these battles to the legislative front yeah. because I think this court is going to put actually women back in alleys. Lonnie,
1: Lonnie, we only have we only have fifteen seconds. Workers
3: actually uh, back in shop floors, and I think we should look, take that out and take that it's to the le- voters.
1: Ten seconds, Lonnie final it's, word it, look it's it, it's pretty clear what the democratic strategy is here they don't want to answer a difficult question they'd rather play politics with the issue i think the barrett confirmation hearings are crucially important right. thank for republicans you this and week, they're by the way to bring some republicans thank you so, around to- so
5: what rama man it was, boy it was such a load of horse crap there mm. first of all half the justices on the supreme court were put in by presidents who didn't win the majority of the vote He knows as well as anybody. That's not how we determine who's president, so that is as irrelevant as anything could be. But then at the end, he says, this court, with Amy Coney Barrett on it, will have women back in the alleys. That's a reference to abortion. You'll be going into back alley abortion clinics because it'll be illegal across the land. Women will be back in alleys, and gays will be back in the closet. Right. That's what will happen if ACB ends up on the court. Oh, how would that happen? (laughs) It won't, obviously, but, I mean, so that's the level of thing you can get away with saying in an election season.
6: Yeah, that is so bad. Oh, my
5: Terrifying God.
6: people into voting. Women in the back alleys, gays back in the closet. That is absurd. It's almost hilarious.
5: I heard uh, a a gay, a gay person I know and like actually asked the question recently, what is the chance that gay marriage goes away if she's on the court? And I thought, that's sad that anybody told you that's even a freaking possibility. It's not even on anybody's mind, let alone a a, a possibility.
6: Right. Yeah. That's something. And and to your point, Rahm Emanuel, who after he uh, was finally heaved out of the office of mayor of Chicago in favor of somebody much worse, um, has been a really even-handed and smart commentator. But now it's silly season. Uh, I'm sure his old buddy Barack is weighed in, saying, "Look, we got to get Biden in. Anything you can do, you're on those panels a lot. Do do me a favor, put your thumb on the scales." Mm-hmm. So, but now apparently he's had it saved up inside him because he's
5: gone wild. And women will be in alleys and gays will be back in the closet. That I mean, I just how can you how can you how can you function when when uh, you know the operatives on both sides say crap like that?
6: Well, as a, as a people, you mean as a political system? Yeah, it's getting increasingly difficult. These, these uh, politicians, what a lot of people don't understand is they take their constitutional duties about as seriously as you would, like, uh, putting on a, a haunted house for your kids. You jump out and say, ah,
4: I'm a murderer. Ah. <laughs> You're
6: not a murderer. You've never been a murderer. You never contemplate murder. Rahm Emanuel doesn't, for a single second, think women are going to be in the no. back alleys getting coat hanger abortions, nor that gays are going to go anywhere gays don't want to go. Not for a second does he think that's within a hundred miles of even possible, but that's politics. And, and either you embrace it and you think, yeah, oh, that's the business I'm in. I'm sorry. It's stupid. It's kind of insulting to people's intelligence, but you know, as HL Mencken put it, nobody's ever gone out of business or failed to uh, gain office by underestimating the intelligence of the American people. Stupid people vote. And in fact... A lot of stupid people vote. The smart people already know how they're going to vote, probably. They have a grasp of issues. They understand what they want out of government, what they don't want out of government. Now what remains is to terrify the dopes to the polls
5: or entice them with yummy, yummy snacks. Trillions of dollars get spent. Um, uh, Just a study just came out. The coronavirus pandemic is going to cost Americans $16 trillion dollars according to a new study that just came out yeah trillions of dollars get spent laws are made everything in your life is determined by politics right and so they realize well that's the way we do things so i'm going to play the game as hard as i can gotta got to
6: get the dumb people to the polls and if
5: part of playing the game hard is claiming that you're going to lose all the gay rights you've gotten in the last couple of years if she's on the court that's what right. i'm going to say
6: uh so since we're kind of indirectly talking about the supreme court hearings you want to play uh, ben Sass? sure that was super good love ben Sasse in nebraska
0: Politics is different. Politics is the stuff that happens underneath civics. Civics is the overarching stuff we as Americans agree in in common. Politics is the subordinate, less important stuff that we differ about. Politics is like if I look at my friend Chris Coons and I say, listen up, Jack Wagon, what you want to do on this particular finance committee bill is going to be way too expensive and might bankrupt our kids. Or if Chris looks back at me and says, listen up, Jack Wagon, you're too much of a, a cheapskate and you're under investing in the next generation. That's a really important debate. That's a political debate. That's not civics. Civics is more important than that.
5: Apparently, Ben Sass and a couple of other Republican senators today kind of went with that civics lesson of what the court's supposed to do, what Congress is supposed to do, what the Senate is supposed to be. And what the executive branch is, is supposed to Is there a yeah. possibility that we're heading back that direction, that the pendulum has reached its uh, the, the, the end and is going to start to swing back? I hope so. Um, I've been feeling like we're kind of on a continuum and we're headed toward something close to civil war yeah well I'm the wrong. fact
6: that it's not unanimous is uh, is encouraging although i don't think ben sass will probably carry the day i hope he does
5: um when we come back we have a secret sound we've done this a few times where we play a sound and then we all try to guess what it is i'm kind mm. of excited about that we have a dog with a strange uh bark <laughs> Boy, this is good stuff. Highbrow. <laughs> why why are we waiting for this segment? And who can belch the loudest? What What are we doing and, here? And one time we, we didn't we have women weigh their boobs? once? Yes,
6: we did, but it was a perfectly reasonable thing to
5: do. What was the reason?
6: I will explain after the break why we had women weighing their breasts.
5: And the WHO weighs in on shutdowns, which is important.
8: Armstrong.
3: The Armstrong and Getty Show. I want to say it
6: again. Uh, We in the World Health Organization do not advocate lockdowns as a primary means of control of this virus. We really do appeal
3: to all world leaders. Stop using lockdown as your primary control method. Develop better systems for doing it. Work together and learn from each other. But remember, lockdowns just have one consequence that you must
6: never, ever uh, belittle, and that is making poor people an awful lot poorer.
5: Yeah. Yeah, I appreciate other them
6: standing up for that for the poor. That's an actual WHO uh, official, uh, not to mention uh, enormous, devastating damage done to children.
5: But once again, it's going to damage... Uh, Kids on the lower end of the socioeconomic scale more than kids on the upper end. It's bad for everybody.
6: That's absolutely true. It's undeniable. But
5: I hired a tutor and got my kid into a private school. If you can't do that, you know, I wouldn't have been able to afford to do that years ago. You're just screwed by the government, which really sucks. Um, Dodgers Braves, to see who goes to the World Series, neither team has lost yet. Wow.
4: Kerbluwey. Yeah. The unstoppable force, the immovable object. Something's got to give. That's my take. <laughs> <laughs>
5: we'll take your call. Should I look forward to maybe checking some of that?
6: Out. Yeah, I tell you, we're at the point of the baseball season. Even if my favorite team is out, I'm I'm starting to watch.
5: And I think I got to be rooting for an Astros Dodgers World Series. Has oh there, yes. Has there ever been on one end? You got a team that is so mad. We would be World Series champions. We would all be richer. My life would be different if you guys hadn't cheated. I then never you got ring. another team that, 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 you know, and we're actually good. We're going to show you we're actually good. Oh, yeah. Sure, we were banging on a trash can.
6: <laughs> we were looking for a little edge, but we can whoop your arse whether we're banging that trash can or not. In fact, maybe we'll bang
5: on your heads. huh? Bring it. That'd be a good World Series. I think that'd get a lot of attention. Oh, the storyline yeah. just oh, so on. good. Come on. Yeah. Okay, so what do we got first? We got a dog with a weird howl. What kind of radio show is this? we got a dog with a weird howl.
4: Let's hear it. Well, That's not a dog. That's
8: a
5: guy. That's a guy who slammed his tongue in the door. I,
6: I just wet my pants. That's, that's unfortunate. Can you imagine? You're like a guest at their house. You hear that in the middle of the night? You would. You'd poo yourself. <laughs> you'd you dive out a closed window. Smash! Ah! Help me! I think you're being haunted by
5: a specter. There. It stopped. Uh, we were hearing something. So uh, now the other thing is we've got a mystery sound. We have to guess what this is. <sighs> <sighs>
7: Okay. Uh, yeah, first of all,
5: uh, it hurt.
6: The guy got done what he was doing and and kicked that same dog. Is apparently. it in
5: the category of love making? I hope not. <laughs> Sean has to think about it,
4: not directly. Great. Sean knows Scott. what it is. Um, I was going to say it's it's
6: somebody uh, ingesting a very hot pepper or something.
4: No, somebody eating, incorrect. somebody eating soup. Uh, no, no, it is not. Uh, there, no food is involved.
5: Okay.
6: I don't Um, know what it is. Great, Scott. That whole, uh, the the, the previous couple of sentences have left me not even wanting to guess. What
4: what do you got here? It's untoward. Uh, uh, Are you familiar with pasties? Yes, sure. So Uh, the the, uh, uh, stickers to cover uh, the the most sensitive of areas of a woman's bosom. The nipula regions. (laughs) Yes. What? Yes. Uh, The lawless nipula region. (laughs) is musical superstar Lizzo removing a pasty. And uh, apparently, uh, like a bandaid coming off. There's a it's it's not a, it's not a seamless affair. Oh boy!
5: Why was she wearing pasties?
4: Uh, she was probably doing an Instagram live stream yeah. or something. It's there. It's it's part of her, uh, her wardrobe.
5: Huh.
4: With all due respect to Lizzo and her musical
6: over, which is
4: uh, I do
5: my hair toss, take my pasty off,
6: <laughs> which is uh, no doubt a uh, novel and, uh, and amusing. I've had enough. <laughs> I'm full of Lizzo. <laughs> I do want to hear that crazy dog, though. Give me that crazy dog. Where's that dog? That's, that's Jacob Marley's ghost. Scrooge, the chains you forge in life.
4: Et cetera, et cetera, That almost sounds like somebody doing an impression of a dog howl. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's like sheep sound exactly like a person imitating a sheep. Right.
5: Yeah. On a topic related to Lizzo, extra pounds may raise the risk of severe COVID-19. We've seen this before. Mm-hmm. But now they've determined that even people who aren't obese are much more likely to become seriously ill when in, when infected. we got about 40% of adults that are obese. Another 32% are simply overweight. And That's me. All in a higher category for death. And quite a bit. You go up quite a bit. I am actually below
6: 200 pounds for the first time in a very long time. Congratulations. Thank you very much. I'm feeling very good about it.
5: So by the new calculus, nearly three-quarters of Americans are at increased risk for severe COVID-19 if infected with the coronavirus. We're a heavy people. Three-quarters of people are in the, I'm going to get it worse, category. It's the first time in human
6: history that the poor are fat. That ought to make you start thinking. Huh?
5: It's amazing. Of course, that's Stunning. based on the BMI scale, and I'm not exactly sure.
6: Yeah. Yeah. The BMI scale is imperfect, no doubt. But if you have a very high number on the BMI, unless you are an NFL uh, linebacker, you're probably uh, uh, very overweight.
7: Uh huh.
5: Yeah. I'm surprised that Bill. Oh, Mar- wait. That
6: reminds me. That's why we were having women weigh their breasts. Oh, okay. Because we were talking about the BMI. Oh, really? Yeah. We were talking that makes about sense. the BMI and health, and I believe it was me. I'm not proud of it. Well, I am kind of proud of it. I pointed out, but what if a woman is, is is relatively thin, but she has unusually large breasts? And you said, Well, how much weight would that add? And I said, and you echoed, I have no idea. I don't know what a breast weighs. <laughs> Does that does having unusually large breasts make you ten pounds, quote unquote, overweight, or fifteen, or thirty, or three, or what? So we had women literally weigh their breasts. It was scientific. It sounds prurient and childish. It was not. Okay, kind of was. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, okay. We, uh, okay. Oh, that's right. Michelangelo is on his honeymoon. Hanson is uh, filling in bravely.
5: Here's your host for final thoughts, Joe it That's right. Undeterred,
6: we move along. Let's get a final thought from everybody on the crew. To wrap things up for the day, Hanson, are
7: you so uh, tongue-tied in there? No, and you a got a final bit. thought? Yeah, I'm good. I want to thank Michelangelo for inviting me to his uh, super spreader event.
0: <laughs> Beautiful
5: <laughs> super mean, spread of love, man. Come we're, on, we were wondering about that. During, uh, we hope the wedding doesn't turn into a super spreader event. Mm, that
4: grub was good, man. A little mixed yeah. grill, a little chicken, a little steak. Hey, a L- positive Sean, our producer. Final thought? Yeah, a couple uh, SNL notes. If you like the, the cut of Bill Burr's jib. Uh, check out uh, Paper Tiger stand-up comedy uh, special on Netflix. That's his most recent one. Very funny. And tough beat for my my hard partying man Morgan Whalen. It's like if I was got called out from like a rec league basketball game and my replacement was LeBron James. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jack White performed nice. Yeah. Hey uh Jack, a uh, final thought for the folks. So we've lived without a toilet in our
5: home now for a month, I think. Oh boy. No toilets, no working bathroom in our home because of a mold situation. We're getting a toilet installed today. What's the next? only thing we'll, chairs a floor. The only thing we'll have <laughs> is a toilet, but we're, we're going to have like a big party tonight. We're going to we've decided to name it Sheila. The kids are going to call it name it Sheila. It's oh going to have a name. Oh boy. And we're <laughs> We're very excited about Sheila coming to
6: our home. You know, there's a life lesson there about expectations and Becoming comfortable and yeah, that sort of thing. Yeah, there actually is. I got to go have a word with Sheila. Exactly. Oh, <laughs> uh, I. Uh, my final thought is also Michelangelo related. In that uh, Michael is one of the most private people I've ever known in my life. Uh, uh, there at the wedding, uh, I understood he had parents, and sure enough, we met them finally after uh-huh. twenty-one years and delightful people. Turns out he has a brother. What? Uh, he he actually spoke. He offered up uh, a toast, which was was very very nice. Hmm. And, uh, and his, his wife, his new bride, is absolutely delightful. Enjoyed my chat with her so much. What a charming gal. Yeah. Yeah, good. For, I hope those two crazy kids are happy for many, many moons.
5: I think they will be. Yep. Armstrong and Getty wrapping up another grueling four-hour workday. So many people, thanks for a little time. Go to armstrongandgetty.com. You can download the podcast. If
6: you missed a segment of the show, a lot of articles we, we discuss. We have links there. You can get in touch. Mailbag at armstrongandgetty.com.
5: We will see you tomorrow with the latest and anything that comes out of the podcast. Uh
0: Uh, what you're doing politics is like if i look at my friend chris coons and i say listen up jack wagon what you want to do on this particular finance committee bill is going to be way too expensive and might bankrupt our kids armstrong and getty infinity
6: presents a new chapter in luxury the premiere of the all-new 2025 infinity qx80 live march 20th from the edge at hudson yards in new york city featuring a performance by john batiste